Hello and welcome to Just Another Liverpool podcast with me, your host, Stuart Jones, and co-host... Matt Wood. We discuss about how Liverpool have performed in their latest Premier League fixture, given our views and opinions, reviewing how other results went in that game week, also a quick review on Liverpool's next fixture in the league, and finally finishing on our fantasy football teams and scores. Um. Recovered from on. Saturday night, Matt? Less said about that, the better. Mm-hmm. Although, you can probably tell from my voice that I haven't fully recovered. Yeah, you hit it all yeah. on Saturday, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, so you might have to go easy on me. Yeah, it was our but... lads' night out um, Saturday. Not just me and Matty, the podcast crew. It was um, our mates and um, I, I got off at a reasonable time. Half like ten. any sensible person. Half ten, eleven o'clock, to my curfew. Mm. But then... Um, yeah, you I sh- yeah, I mean, I should be taking these things into account now, shouldn't I, when I'm doing this every week? Like, the voice, yeah. voice is a commodity, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Gotta keep the vocal cords nice and tuned. Well, I did want to just mention again that we've had a uh, a record number of listeners on the last podcast, so uh, we're certainly, certainly growing, so that's, uh, that's good news. More pressure, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, just like Liverpool. So let's move on to Liverpool. Um, on Saturday we defeated Brighton two one at home. Uh, both goals coming from Big Verge, and um, both being created by King of Assists Trent Alexander Arnold. Uh, a game I actually had pleasure of going to. Um, Was it a pleasure? Did uh, you definitely describe that as a pleasure, Stu? Oof. Well, sitting before through, the game, sitting through that last fifteen I minutes, know. especially. Well, before the game, I went to the uh, cop bar, um, which used to be where the old club shop was, and uh, they got it all decked out with the screens, um, and they had um, the Man City game on. So obviously, the way that ended, that really put me in a good mood. And then, well, yeah, we'll move on to like talking about Brighton game, but yeah, we just we started really out the traps, I thought, and we were just like really we were creating a hat full of chances but then I just thought as soon as we went up 2-0 up we kind of put the brakes on yeah and we didn't keep we didn't keep up that like that pressure that we were really mounting on Brighton and we just let them as the game went on after 2-0 we just let them get back into it yeah it's strange isn't it this season now we seem to be getting into this routine of winning all these games 2-1 because we talked about it on the last podcast that it was I think it was seven games and now it's eight games we've won 2-1 this season like we, we, we haven't really like put our foot on the gas in a game and run away with it like have we like I can't really think there might be a game which I can't remember now off the top of my head Not but really. we haven't really like smash teams have we because I know certainly in the last couple of seasons that has been one of the the hallmarks of uh, of our side under Klopp is that we have gone for the throat um, when we've got a couple of goals in front you know against the likes of a Brighton although I know last season it, I think it was only um, uh, it was only 1-0 I think uh, in the game last season as well but teams like uh, Watford and things like that at home. We've we've tended to put a, a few goals past, um. But this season it just it's it's really strange that we're just having these runner results of of just uh of you know very being very close in the game really. So, and I'm just I actually can't believe again, um, that we're sitting here just pining after this this clean sheet. I really thought that this was going to be the game where we were yeah. going to get the clean sheet, especially when we went two 0 up. And I think you're exactly right there. We did get 2-0 up and I thought we got sloppy with about 10-15 minutes to go in the first half. Yeah. Um, and then I think we did regather ourselves a little bit in the second half, but the game, did dr- it did drift a little bit and we didn't... Um, we probably weren't ruthless enough and we were just happy and content to sit with the, um, with the 2-0 scoreline. And then obviously have the um, 
have the incident with Allison um, and things like that going off and then they, they kind of come back into the game then which makes it a really difficult kind of last 10-15 minutes but yeah I, I, what, what did you how did you feel that the um, how did that kind of play out in, in the ground in terms of like atmosphere and, and things like that um, did people get edgy in the last 10-15 oh definitely yeah um, I think you know, you had those two, two kind of like gifted goals in a way, because obviously we were creating like open play and uh, we were unlucky with our finishing, but um, you know, the two like set pieces, um, Van Dyke really they were easy for him, you know, mm. the, and then we got those two goals and then yeah, they just like the team seemed to settle and the crowd did as well. We didn't keep that pressure on. Like, you know, you could have a go at the crowd in a way, like, because obviously the crowd's got to keep on top of the mm. team to keep them, you know, at that 100% gung-ho. And just as, yeah, just as the game went on, we just seemed to lose that initiative to try and score that third goal, which would have killed that, the game. That, you know, that fixture against Brighton, who were near the bottom of the league, and we know that they've been playing a little bit better in terms of style or whatever this season, but that is... That is as routine as you'd expect a um a home game to be, I suppose. So the crowd probably aren't expecting to to be needed as such. Although I know that kind of sounds a bit odd, but they're probably just expecting the players to put on a show. I was certainly going into that game thinking, I did think this will be the the, the one really where we do get a clean sheet and we can get the the, the defense and goalkeeper and get that little bit more confidence. Not that we haven't got a huge amount of confidence in the team as a whole. But the longer that that goes on, that we do concede a goal, does that become part of the mindset then that the players are thinking we're susceptible to conceding? And again, it's something we've mentioned on the last two or three podcasts. Yeah. Is that going to come and bite us on the arse at some stage? Like you're thinking, can we get out of it every single time? It seems to be the case in the last few games where we're getting a last, we're scoring a late goal, or in this, you know, in this occasion, we're having the you know we're backs against the wall where we've, we've had a man sent off or the goalkeeper sent off and then suddenly we're just we're just hanging on against a team who were kind of near the bottom of the bottom of the league but it was an absolutely um it was a huge victory i don't know how that um it sounded anyway that the final whistle was a it was a massive roar wasn't it because we knew the city result yeah earlier in the day the chance to go uh, 11 points clear um, on City, so it was an absolutely massive, massive result. As is, uh, you know, every single win now at the moment is yeah. just, um, it's huge because we 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 know we can't afford to, to drop the points, um, because even though the the gap is there, we know that the um, we know what City in particular their credentials, and how they they, they can get a a, a run of form together really to threaten it so. Yeah, um, yeah. Any players huge, stick out for you? I thought so. Yeah, I, I, looking at the team from the um, and the changes from the the Napoli game. So, um, obviously Fabinho is going to be a big um, a big six weeks. It's going to be a big miss. But I think if you if you were to look at the fixtures that we do have, you would back us to to get through those without Fabinho, even though. Uh, even though he is such a um a big part of the team, um, Fort Henderson slotted into that role quite nicely, uh, and did did okay, did fine. Um, I thought Henderson's biggest fan here. Of course, you were always going to say that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but no, to be fair, yeah, slotting back into that role. You know, he was never really going to be tested too much against Brighton. Yeah. But yeah, he, which I was, I was a bit surprised. I thought, um, I thought he might have played Wijnaldum as the as the yeah, yeah as the six, um, because he's tended since he's put Henderson a bit further forward. He hasn't then reverted back to him being a sitter much of the time. Not that I can think of anyway. So it's almost as if to say that's a permanent change, but. It was interesting that he put him back there and obviously had uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, advanced and, and Wijnaldum as well. I thought Oxlade-Chamberlain 
did okay without being spectacular. There was a couple of times yeah. when he. What I really liked about he drove his game, through the, the midfield, which yeah, I think he was always closing down. To be fair, he yeah. was always running, you know, closing players down. So you know, he, he did give a hundred percent. Um, to give him credit, mm. I thought Mane again was brilliant for us up front, mm. um, and he's kind of having to be because yeah. the other two for me they just seem to be coming out of form. I know Firmino scored against uh, Palace, but yeah. I don't know. It just he's not scored at Anfield now in like nine or ten games, has really? he? Wow! But yeah, like it's a long time. Salah again, it just. It's another game where it's like nothing comes off for him. Yeah, really, he's trying hard, but yeah, that it's definitely not you know, and it's 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 really hard to be like too critical here. I always say that you know it's very fortunate to be in this position, and we know how good the the, the team is, especially from a mental standpoint, at just being able to continually win win the games. But you look at Salah and you think. He's not at the level as it, it, that he was at uh, a couple of seasons ago, is he? In terms of, um, let's face it, everything was coming off for him, wasn't it? That season. Yeah. So we, I mean, how many goals did he score in that season? Was it was it thirty four, yeah. thirty four league goals or something yeah. like that? North of thirty, wasn't it? Um, and whether that's a combination of opposition kind of working him out a little bit more and. Could it be the way we play now as well? Because like you said before, we were more like cavalier in how we were how we played, but now we are a bit the, more switched on defensively. Yeah. I think teams are, are giving him a you know a lot less space to to operate in. Um, it was interesting that even when we played Napoli in midweek, I thought they were a really like low block, weren't they? Like, and they were getting. Even with Mane on the other side as well, they were getting really tight to him. They weren't giving any space for him to run into him behind. Maybe that's a factor into it. Maybe also I just think sometimes when you're in a purple patch, like everything does just kind of come off for you, doesn't it? And that first season, like that's how it went for him. You know, it's yeah. everything he hit almost was 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 turned into gold, wasn't it? So. He's just not quite at that level, and I think maybe it's unrealistic to expect him to replicate that. What we have got is somebody who's always going to be a danger. I think we have to accept that not everything he tries is going to come off. He's not a natural finisher. Like I think, I think that's that's quite obvious to be honest that he's not. But he'll always be a threat, and he'll always he will be, he will be able to contribute. It's just that at times he 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 can be a little bit. Um, a little bit frustrating. Do you think in January, maybe not possibly January, but you know next season in the summer, do we need to go out and get a player who can slot in between that front three? You know, like um, replace them, give them a break, you know, near enough the same quality as one of those, you know, instead of it being Origi and Chamberlain being pushed out wide, do we need to go out and get someone? Yeah, that was the, the one of the positions I thought in the summer that we could have gone and strengthened was one of those wide forward areas and gone for some. I had in mind someone like if we were gonna really go for it, someone like a Zaha, yeah, who would be able to not necessarily start every get well more often than not be on the bench, but if you bring someone like him in a game when the opposition's already been ground down a little bit by the likes of Manny and Salah and the pace, if you bring on a Zaha, who it's just a nightmare to deal with in terms of again with the pace and the trickery. Like I think he would be like hugely eff- effective as a, as a sub, but then you know that said you know how much is he like we're talking a lot of money for somebody who might not necessarily start. That's just an individual that I thought could if if you know if money wasn't a factor, um, then it, he'd be the type of player that I'd want us, um want us to look at really um but i think again it's difficult to be it's difficult to be too critical of the squad because when people when some of the other players have come in they've done like i think they've done an all right job like you say you know oxley chamberlain does get pushed forward sometimes um into those more advanced roles and and has done quite well um Arigi again has come in and 
here and there and and done all right um also so it's it's i don't know it's it's difficult to to nitpick too much really what 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 do you think would you should you go and get another um forward it's one of them isn't it like if you want to really we're going to hopefully be in a really good position like the position that we're in now is brilliant if we can keep that coming into january you know Go and go and maybe get Zaha sixty seventy million. If that means that the title is more in our grasp, then why not? Because let's face it, you've got the rest of the season to go. Then after January closes, what if you do get a money injury or a salary injury? At least you have got a Zaha there. You know, maybe not Zaha. You know, there's talk of this uh, Jaden Sancho from Dortmund, but you know, definitely someone of that profile. You know we should be looking at, and let's face it, they're gonna want to come. You know Zaha, you know he did want to. He pushed in the summer to leave Palace. You know pushing. Uh, I think Arsenal nearly got him, but yeah, I'd 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 take the uh, the chance and get it. Mm. Get someone like that. Um, a quick one on like the goalkeeper with Allison. Um, was that just a a moment of? Madness. Madness, and he just maybe should have just stayed on his line. I didn't think he necessarily had to to come for that. I don't know what you you thought. Um, you know, seeing it on the replay, yeah. like you know, watching it live, you thought, oh, he's put his hands up and you know he's touched it. But when you see it on the replay, you like it was about like chest height. So if anything, he could have come out and chested it or do something. Like obviously, it's probably just a a reaction. You can't help yeah. it, but. Like Adrian come on, and wow, he looked a bit shaky. Mm. Which I don't think you can blame him for that. Really, you're not expecting to come on to come yeah. on in those circumstances. I was even a little bit. Uh, we just mentioned before the podcast. I was watching it, thinking, "Shit, if we used all three subs here," and I was thinking that would have been a. Imagine if we'd done that. I think we would have been in. Potentially a bit of trouble there. Yeah. Um. So, I haven't given. Um, given how he performed for us earlier in the season, I haven't really got too many concerns for him coming in for the Everton game. You could tell he's probably lit. He wasn't ex- probably wasn't expecting to come on in that game at all. So you can kind of excuse him a little bit. I do think, I don't know what you thought of their goal. Um, well, and whether you feel who's to blame, I actually think. I think the referee's done us a bit of a, a disservice there, really. I think you've got to take into the con take into account the context of a goalkeeper coming on, trying to then, you know, get his get his positioning right, you know, start communicating with the players in front of him, getting the wall sorted. And I just thought for the referee to let that go and, and blow early while our keeper stood on the one side of the goal, I did think that was really cheap. Rit, to be fair, well executed by uh by Dunk, uh even though it was just like a pass, wasn't it? You know, yeah. really, really, uh, really good finish. But I, I, I thought that was a bit like being I'd say in the a bit ground cheap to let that yeah let that go. Like being in the ground, like I never heard the whistle go. Yeah. But when I watched it on match of the day, um, <laughs> they seem to have um edited it so it sounded really really loud the yeah. the whistle when the yeah. Atkinson blew it but uh yeah it's it's a tough one isn't it cuz i don't know he blew it when he was on the post though didn't he as he was lining the wall up yeah like i think i seen dunk in the interview afterwards and he kind what he said was he like kind of asked the referee yeah. am i okay to take yeah. it and the ref's gone okay yeah and he's just blew it yeah you know without giving any signal to the goalkeeper, are you yeah. are you ready or Yeah. But yeah, thankfully it didn't result in us in the result. Yeah. You know, we come out. It was a, you know, I think if you look at it on the flip side, like you say it's a quick piece of thinking from their uh from Dunk from uh from their player. Fair play to him, like I think if one of our you know, if Trent had done that for us, you'd people be going, Oh, that's brilliant from him, that's I the type of mention that that's the type of quick thinking, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But I think from our point of view, I think it's a bit... Like I say, I think you've got a factor in the keeper just coming onto the field. Let him get set in his position and then blow the whistle. I thought that was a bit... 
uh, it wasn't helpful whatsoever. Um, and then we had to suffer for the last 10, 15 minutes where we just obviously sat sat in really, really deep and just tried to see the game out. I think they had the one... There was one moment, wasn't there, where they had a header and Alisson almost dropped... Yeah. Sorry, not Alisson. Adrian almost dropped it. Fumbled it and then... <laughs> thinking that would have been an absolute calamity, wouldn't it? But yeah. Thankfully, he got hold of it at the second attempt. Just looking at... Um, our, going back to our goals, um, same you know same route we had Trent uh, from a free kick and then a corner and Van Dijk, uh, obviously getting on the end of it. I thought Trent coming back in from the Napoli game it it does go to show how integral he is to our team and we've spoken about him being the playmaker from from right back and I think. Again, that just further it further demonstrates when he's not in the team how we miss him really. Yeah. I thought against Napoli, we didn't have that you know we didn't have that outlet uh, going forward. Gomez is a bit limited um, when it comes to you know. I guess being Gomez is good on the ball, but I think in he's that not area, an attacking threat, is in it? that area, of the pitch there was a few times against Napoli where he he had a chance to cross and the cross was over hit or it was just the delivery wasn't great. Um. And we obviously then didn't have that that switch from right to left, which Trent gives us, um, and that's just a huge part of our game as well, being able to get the ball from one side to the other, move the the opponent um, across the pitch side to side, and then the set the set piece delivery as well. So against uh, I think against Napoli, Robertson was on a couple of the the corners, and they were generally quite poor. So. Again, to have have his ability uh, from the set plays as well, um, like paid dividends again, didn't it with um, with with the two goals. So yeah, it just shows it, it shows really how how vital he's he's become. Well, like you say, it shows how what a creative threat he is. But could we look at that, look into it, and kind of think, oh, like we're relying on Trent to create like a lot of our goals. Whereas, maybe if we had an attackive kind of player, you know, who's good on the ball and who can carry the ball, releasing the forwards in midfield from midfield. Same again. I'll bring it up again. Where maybe we sh- we should go out and get someone of that ilk, who is more creative in midfield. Coming from midfield. Yeah. Do you we know what I mean? Because we've got, we've, we've got I know a lot of options in the field, haven't we? This is the thing. The, but it's not like a luxury player. You could <laughs> say is the, you know, someone who like can a, sit like, a bit further up like the Ma- field. Madison is the obvious. Yeah, I know. Well, we've mentioned the, the before, new Coutinho, Coutinho as you yeah. as you, uh, likened them to. But do you know where I'm coming from? You know, like because we are so reliant on Trent. You know, in the case where you know he does. He's not able to play, whether it's a suspension or an injury. We're missing a big part of how we play through him. Yeah, but I think, you know, the way we set up, like everything kind of near enough comes from him or it will come from Robbo. But usually it is from Trent. It all starts from him. Where maybe if we had someone in midfield who, who could impact the game a lot more, with the creativity. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying, but I also think that the. I know you can count. You mentioned it there. Say, well, the, look the, the where system, we are. We're the, top of the league. We don't need that. The book. system that that we play is is defined by the the personnel that we have. So the midfield. Yes, they've got their attributes, but you're right. You know, they they they're also limited in in, in certain areas as well. Like we probably don't have. If we got somebody there who can, you know, thread a pass or really like just play that final, I guess like like saying that final ball or whatever it may be, um, maybe not. But they've you know they've all got the the functions which I think are um are vital as to how we play and we do that. We know that the strength of our team are the two, the two full-backs and then the, the forwards. So it's given those five players, if you like, the licence 
to go and express uh, in the final third. And then we've got the midfield trio to really get in the, op- the opposition's faces, make it difficult, um, you know, cover cover a lot of ground and keep the ball ticking over and things like that. That's primarily the job. The only, the only kind of um, slight difference to that is maybe if Oxlade Chamberlain plays where he's a little bit different than the other types that we have where he does have the ability to pick up the ball and drive past a couple of players or hit a shot from outside the box which is a little bit of a change to, to what the other midfielders can do but I think I just think it depends on the, the person I think Klotz found the perfect way of playing with these players the formula works doesn't yeah. it yeah so I think if if yeah. you were to look at bringing in you know Say if it wasn't Madison, then we'd perhaps we'd play like slightly differently to to incorporate him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, three points keeps us top of the league. Um, so yeah, so let's. If we, if, uh, we won, if we won it now or no, I'm still on the fence on that one. Not won it. No, not until it's actually in our hands. So yeah, let's move on to the rest of the game week fourteen results. Uh, well, we start off with the early kickoff on the Saturday, half twelve, Newcastle Man City. Um, I watched it, like I said, in the uh, cop bar, but in the cop bar at Anfield, and uh, yeah, it was just a great start to the footballing day, really. Mm. Um, at the end of it, Steve everyone Bruce. singing John Joe, John. Not Joe Steve Shelby. Bruce. He's got a big fat head. I know. Thank you, old, uh, old fat head. <laughs> He's doing an amazing job, and he do, he done us Did an amazing job that rendition? day. He didn't actually know. He's got a big. Fat I would have joined head. in on that, like if uh, if they did. But yeah, they, like Newcastle, like watching it um, with a beer in hand, um, they did right. Barely for a beer, wasn't it? Oh, you got to come on. Having a go at me and me pint of Guinness. Yeah, no, but then you make up for it by yeah. staying out till six. Yeah. Right, um, <laughs> we'll edit that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they rode the luck at times. But to be fair, they defended brilliantly. Like every man closing down. They were doing last ditch tackles, blocks, um, you know, and City when they got that second goal, they thought they yeah, really had strength. it in the bag. And yeah, there's what, something what not quite. Strength. I have to say, like, there's something not quite right. And I know that we know the issues they've had at centre back, but you do seem a little bit more vulnerable. Um, I think it does show though what what a player what. An impact that Laporte ha- had on the team, yeah, and to an extent, company. Let's face it, you know, companies. Uh, company was there last season and played a lot, of, lot of games back end of the season. Um, but yeah, the the like going away from that and looking at them going forward, like, wow, um, you know, some of the passages of play, it it is great to watch, and like yeah, De Bruyne for me. He's, you know, you pay to watch him every week. Mm. I think he's brilliant. What he brings to the uh, Premier League and to Man City, wow. But yeah, like it, that that results, uh, Shelby getting that um, mm. late equaliser. I mean, if you look at... Putting, I was just looking at City's results there. So they've only won one in the last five. And similar to us, they, they are conceding like... A goal every game. The last clean sheet they had was the twenty sixth of October against Villa at home. Yeah, so they got the same problems so, as us. Yeah, um, but we're getting over the line, whereas they're not. That's that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? Sometimes that that's how you that's how you win titles. That's how you know how you win Champions League. Sometimes you know you do. You got to ride that crest of a wave of luck sometimes, and. You know, it's just not falling mm. for City, whereas us this time round it is. Yeah, we've obviously got Burnley coming up at the time recording midweek, and um, then United at home, uh, which I'm not expecting anything from, from no. United at the moment. Not and then they've got Arsenal away, and then Leicester. So you know, looking at that, you know, before you know, take Leicester out of it, you know, you got Burnley, United. And Arsenal, who's City's most toughest game out of them three? I'd say Burnley. I know. Right? It's got to be, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, judging on United and Arsenal's uh, 
recent form. But do you not think then, if you were to look at it objectively, because it's very difficult to not get drawn into being protective of Liverpool and not, you know, going mad too too quickly over the, the lead that we have got. And we are still kind of ignoring Leicester to a degree here, but do you do you think from City's point of view that they can claw back 11 points on us? If you were looking at it, if you took all of your association to Liverpool out of the window? Well, wasn't there a time last season, like it was around the Christmas period, weren't they 10 points behind? Yeah, but they had a game in hand and we also had to play them uh, yeah, at the Etihad. Yeah, got beat. So I think yeah. it was only really seven and then they beat us, which made it four. That might be wrong, but there was... There wasn't this significant of a gap having played the same amount of games. Yeah, I, I think know. I just think if you look, you know, it's it's difficult not not to get you're trying to hold yourself back yeah. from getting carried away. But if I was to look, if I was had a neutral hat on, I'd be looking at it going, right, Liverpool have lost one game in coming up to a season and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. The thing is, say if, say if this was in the Spanish league year. and you were looking like Liverpool as Barcelona and you look at that point gap, you think, mm. oh, they've pissed it. They're going to piss that league. You would, wouldn't you? I know, and what like what you're saying, you know, putting your neutral hat on, you would, you look at that, we're 11 points clear of Man City. And yeah, like you say, you know, we can't, you can't like ignore Leicester, but we're eight points ahead of them. It's hard for me to say, oh, it, you know, it's ours. But I think if we can get past this Christmas period with these amount of games, if we can come out of that and we've still got, you know, even an eight-point lead on Man City. So this is interesting, right, because I've just whipped out my calculator. Oh, yeah. So I hope I've got this right. But I've just done a quick extrapolation, bringing maths into the equation now on these podcasts. So City are on course with 78 points currently. Okay, yeah, with their running form and that. The 78 points, which I'm sure... So that's has up for grabs. Them, but 78 points is miles off where... They were last season. And obviously there's huge caveats to this. You know, we haven't played up to a half a season, etc., etc. We know all of that. This is just a... Um, so that's with the games left. They win the rest of their games. That's what they accumulate altogether. Come on, calculate. I'm just doing it again. Seventy-eight points. They're currently on course for. Right. Um. So we, to by way of uh comparison. Come on, calculate. Here we go. We're on track for one hundred eight points. Yeah. So it, the form is going. At some stage, they're gonna have to really go on a an unbelievable streak and they're relying on us dropping right off. Yeah. Well but, but you know we've got it's to a lose huge gap. If you look at that four games. If you look at the fact that there's let's say eighty points, that's miles off where we're gonna be. We're gonna if we get ninety to ninety five points, that's still ten to fifteen Yeah, yeah. Ahead of where of their current run race. Yeah. So they're gonna have to improve massively in the second half of the season and hope that we completely drop We yeah. drop. can you see us losing for what would have to be it's pretty much at the minute you know it's difficult points, to see so, isn't you know, it uh, that's the thing like okay yeah we might lose four but can you see City winning the rest of their games I can't not see. every single this is the thing no no yeah uh, I've I've but that's the thing. I I'm I am still on the on the fence. But uh, you th- you think you think all this, but then you then you also think right. I need to rein this in because we've we've not been in this position before, but we've had expectations before of of being in a position where we could win the title a lot closer to the end of the season as well. Yeah, that's where, it, I think ninety percent, pretty much ninety percent or more of Liverpool fans aren't like cock-a-hoot yet. They're not like, you know, 
rubbing it in people's faces, going, "Oh, we're going to win the league." It's it's, you know, we've we've been our hearts have been broken before, mm. so everyone just, is just, just complete impartiality. <laughs> Leicester on track for eighty six. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, we will obviously as the season goes on probably talk a lot more about Leicester. Like, are are they more of a threat than City now? Or is it obviously just on current form Still, they are? I'm, bit, you know, I'm being quite dismissive of Leicester because I do think... Although I think now they'll certainly look very strong for top four. There's no doubt about that. But I'm still convinced City will get it together enough over a longer period. Um, and I back them to get on more of a streak um, mm. over a, a period of time than, than perhaps Leicester would do but um yeah it's, it's as it goes on you know as a few seasons ago people would you know continually like and i was probably one of them uh thinking oh they'll drop off they'll drop off oh, when they'll drop the off yeah suddenly there's five games to go yeah. nothing and shit actually <laughs> they might win the league here yeah. yeah. well right let's move on let's, then uh other games of the ma- weekend mathematics yeah yeah um, dealt with yeah, not too not too much dead uh, time there. But, More uh, extrapolations next week. <laughs> so we move on to Chelsea against West Ham at Stamford Bridge. West Ham getting a shock one 0 victory. Um, yeah, that's what happens when you take that Shocking. shit keeper. That's what out. happens. <laughs> that's what happens when you put Chelsea in your accumulator. <laughs> well, it, if anything, it David keeps Martin, Pellegrini. Former Liverpool as well. Really. The keeper? Yeah. Oh, he is at Liverpool, yeah. Oh, right, didn't know that. Uh, how old is he? He's 33 now, apparently. I was going to say he, look, he looked old. Is it, was he really fake? I thought he was like a youngster, the way they were talking and stuff. Yeah, he's a, I think he was a... I think we might have sold him to MK Dons. If I'm, that might be wrong, so don't call me out on that, on that next week in your, in your intro, for fact. <laughs> Wow. Fact checking. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was just some youngster, but wow. Um so yeah, well it keeps like Pellegrini in for you know, in keeps for at least in a, job. a couple of weeks. Yeah, at least some one of the managers under pressure is uh Yeah, yeah. Is you know, saving himself for another week at least. It seems to be we're in sacking season. Definitely at the minute. Um well Chelsea, you know, they missed an opportunity there to like solidify top four, uh, that bit more. But yeah, they've got Spurs now. Breezing down the next, yeah, six points behind now. Spurs. Um, after mention VAR, um, it rightly ruled out an Antonio goal, um, which was handball, and um, yeah, it rightly kept Chelsea in the game because it was one nil, and then they had the VAR goal, which was disallowed. And yeah. You know, at least it kept, it kept the game, going rightly. You know, it could, that would have killed it two 0 West Ham, but yeah, VAR has got its good, its uh, good points. Um, we move on to Spurs against Bournemouth. Uh, Spurs coming out three two, again after going three nil up, and special one does it again. Yeah, but um, three wins on the spin. Flowing again, but he, obviously you might look at the leaky. Defence, but yeah, De- Deli Oh, turned. he's got a tune out of him now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's replaced his brother, and we've got the uh, the real Deli Ali back. Well, I was talking to I can't remember if it was talking to you or somebody else the other day. Um, about this, it's strange, isn't it, with certain footballers when like change manager and then suddenly, yeah, reaction. all of a sudden, they're like banging in the goals. He just. You just think with Deli Ali, he's just put an arm around him and said, I've seen what you can do, just go out and do it. And I bet you it's been quite simple and he's probably just been a bit lifted by that. And he's, you know, scored a goal in this, uh, in the first game and then gone from there, really. And then he's oh, he's, yeah. uh, he's banging form now. He's on the radar for my just... fantasy football team, so that'll soon sort out his form. but. To be. Um, well, what is it they say? Um, form is temporary, classes. Classes, permanent. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I did get it right, yeah. <laughs> um, right, let's move Cla- on. Class is temporary. Yeah, we've got to mention Harry Wilson, though, getting um, yeah. two goals. Um, Another free kick, yeah. It, you know, has he got yeah. a chance next season? With us. Oh, you were talking before, weren't you, about another player who could come into that mix. He's a different... He hasn't got... What I've seen of him, he hasn't got the raw pace of a Salah or Mane, but he's showing that he can... You know, this is a good barometer for us yeah. to see how he does at Premier League level. and He's he's impacting on games, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's contributing goals. I don't know how many he's got this season. He must be up there with their top goal scorers this season. He's got he to must be, be. Yeah. And considering he's he's... He's in and out of the team at the minute at Bournemouth. Um, yeah, we move on to Southampton and Watford. Uh, basement battle it was, mm. and um, the Saints prevailed, mm. uh, which meant like Hassan Hootel kept his job and Kike lost his. Yeah. Um, Poor old Kike. Danny Ings getting uh, that's his seventh goal of the season now. Uh, former Liverpool man. Mm. Um, with Kike going. Like I know we mentioned before we started recording the podcast, but is there anyone in your mind who Harry could... Wilson's the top scorer by the way for Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quick fact check there, mate. Yeah. Um like I said, oh, like fat Sam. I think he he's gonna get parachuted. <laughs> you mean big Sam. Big Sam, <laughs> fat Sam. Who's fat Sam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, basically the same, isn't it? Oh, big so fat he doesn't Sam doesn't listen to this podcast, otherwise he's gonna be on your case. Oh yeah. Ooh, might eat me. <laughs> But like, I can't see anything. Definition of character, right there. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's give, not, he's give not exactly proper, skinny. Proper Sam. name, Sam Aladici. Well, that's what you'd like to be known as. But um, is there anybody? Is it a job for him. No, I'll just probably recycle one of the other managers they've sacked in the last two years. I think it, I, I can only see Silver, either him or it'll be some somebody. Out of the blue from the It's order. usually somebody let yeah, because of the contacts that they've got, it's usually someone not totally left field, but like you say, has managed in Europe and uh I'm not really looked into the speculation at all of who's in the running. Who's in the running for it. It's bloody hard to keep up at the moment, isn't it? With that well, many managers, managers about to lose the yeah. job or lost the job or it's a yeah, proper merry go round, so Yeah, so we move on to Burnley Palace. Uh, Palace coming out two 0 Um, yeah. What are the scene of the highlights? Like Burnley, they just they did have cha- like they did have chances, but it's one of them games where they didn't take mm. him. And Palace, they had two shots on target mm. and they scored them. Yeah, just um, thanks for that round off. Yeah, <laughs> one of those days for um, Burnley. So we move on to uh, Sunday's results. Um, Norwich drawing against Arsenal two all. Emre, the latest manager to go Pookie. before the game. Pookie's back amongst the goals. It was he hev- might be heavily in, deflected, though, he wasn't it? He might be it? back in the fantasy team before you know it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, who do you think will get that role? The manager what, in role? the fantasy team? No, who cares about that? <laughs> you, you know. The, um, oh, there's talk of them going off for Rodgers, and I know we haven't come on to that, but did you see his interview? After the Everton game, but he just put it down. They put he? the question to him, yeah. and he was very, very. He didn't dismiss it at all. He's very coy about it. They asked him, did he have a uh, any type of clause in his contract to say if you know teams in the top six or whatever come after him, um, that he's able to leave or something along those lines, and he didn't rule it out whatsoever. Wow. So, aren't Leicester in a not... better position than Arsenal? Arsenal they got are, and you think and... you would think he would be silly to throw that away, really, because he's like you say, achievement wise, to get that. If he got them in top four, I think that's a superb season for Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if he moved to Arsenal and got them into the top four, yeah, that'd be even more but, of an achievement. What Arsenal are a bigger club in terms of stature, fan base. Ground history, he, history, yes, but you know, on so the curve at the minute, Arsenal are going down, whereas Leicester they're going yeah. up. Yeah, why, why leave now? It's all geared up for Rodgers there, he's got to back him. The players, 
you know, he's he's got them singing off his hymn sheet. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a big, big rebuilding job at Arsenal, and it, it's it's showing. a huge gamble. It's a huge gamble if he was to do it, but given what he was saying in that interview, I would not say it's completely out of the question. Um, who else is linked? I think it was it Allegri, Allegri, Ancelotti. But Benitez, he he would be a good shout there, right? Rafa, yeah. Um, I actually do think out of all those, I do think Rodgers would suit Arsenal. Mm. Because his, I think, you know what, Arsenal I think do if, have that. If Tottenham did go after Rodgers instead of going with Mourinho, yeah. I, I, I still think Rodgers would have stayed at Leicester, but I could see him having more chance joining Spurs than Arsenal. Because same again in recent. At the moment. Well, like recently, obviously, Spurs are are in a better position than Arsenal, and they've obviously got this new stadium. There's meant to be this new training ground as well. So you know, same again. Like you know, their trajectory trajectory is going up, whereas mm. Arsenal's is going is waning. Down the shitter. But yeah, going up, going back to that match. Um, I watched like bits of it and then watched the highlights, but it was it was really entertaining match. It was just like really like hammer and tongs, like we'll yeah. go at you and then what you'll you have a go at us. The penalty was was interesting that got retaken. There's been a couple of those recently. Vardy had one against Brighton, didn't he, where it got retaken. Well that I think they mentioned in the commentary, like as a player now, you do you you have to be really stupid to encroach in the box on a penalty you know it's going to get brought up like it's oh, the player. So for one of their players I think it was only really there was a few on the edge but there was one player I think it might have been Hernandez it was Aaron's he was the oh, most furthest out of all the Norwich players yeah. and, and he, he was, was the well one who cleared in, but it. he's cost him there hasn't he oh yeah because he made the save and he's had to retake it I thought that was scored. brilliant antics by the way by Krull you yeah. know like to put an off Aubameyang and yeah. stuff for the penalty like that's like you know, you could say it's yeah. it's not very uh, gentlemanlike, yeah. yeah, but you know, you want to see a bit of that sometimes. Yeah. He's got a good record of saving pens as well, hasn't he? Has Do you remember when he came he came on in the World Cup, um, at the end of extra time, just for penalties, do you remember that? No. Oh come on. My memory's rubbish, mate. And that's it's the two thousand and fourteen World Cup for Holland against I think they play in Costa Rica, Van Gaal. Oh, of course, Van I Gaal. didn't watch that oh. match. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, come on. Do you not remember Van Gaal bringing him on? No. Right at the end of extra time. Right, I'll have to show you the show you the clip after the podcast then. No, I've got to remember like kids' birthdays and when they, <laughs> you know. I haven't. This is where everything's been. This extra story space in my head. Well, anyway, like Arsenal, like what I'm getting at is he's well known for yeah. being a good penalty. Uh, Don't worry, I believe it. Saving penalties. So much so that Van Gaal brought him on in that game to do just that and replace the the keeper who was in net for the 120 minutes. And he's obviously saved a few this season, saved another one, and then it was unlucky that uh, he had to had to be retaken. But like Arsenal, they, they were lucky to get out of Carrow Road there with a point. Yeah. Norwich at times really battered them. Yeah. But um, yeah, we move on to United uh, against Villa. 2 all at Old Trafford. Uh, United just continuing to struggle and it's great to see to be honest Um, you know they're turning into like just a mediocre mid-table team they are that's exactly it's funny you say that because when I was watching the the highlights back that's what I was thinking I was like you know what they're just they're just a bang average team aren't they they probably will get a result here and there where you think oh is this the turning point but then they'll let you down again because I just think in general they're just an average, like you like you say I think they're just an average team aren't they so yeah. they'll go from having a one good week to one bad week to you know indifferent I think that's just gonna I think that's just gonna be the way it is I don't see them really changing too much I think you do think you know how long has Solskjaer got before the the chop comes down on him like. But what are the expectations then of this season now? Because, let's face it, they're not going to get in top four. So, 
what do they do? Do they sack him now, get somebody in, or do they wait until the summer? You know, you've got January coming up. Is there any point in giving him a war chest to go out and buy players when in the back of their minds they must be thinking, well, if we give him this money and we don't get anywhere, we're going to sack him anyway? I, I think now they're resigned to the fact that they're not going to get into Europe and they'll wait until the summer where there's going to be managers to pick from, i.e. Pochettino, mm. where he's had his... Um, you know, he's had his sabbatical in a way. He's had his, like, recharges batteries and steps in. <coughs> yeah, you could traffic. see that happening, can't you? I would say that. I could... Yeah, I... It's difficult, like... You'd think if it goes on for much longer, then they are going to make... If they have one or two more, like, bad results or bad defeats... Maybe we'll get the chart. I don't know. It's that's what I'm saying. Like, what is there any point? I'm is there any sure. point now? Because who who are you gonna get in? Are you gonna get in someone again just temporary, till the end of the season or like I don't no, know. No, that's what I think. I I think they could end up going for Pochettino at the end of the season though, not during. Because I don't think he'll take it now. And there might be that gentleman's agreement. Now. Yeah, they if might have already said. No, if they we you know. That if you look at Tottenham and how they went about appointing Mourinho, those conversations were going on definitely while Pochettino was still in the job. So if United are, are being clever about it, they will have, be having those initial talks and saying, you know, would you be interested in a in the potential job if it was there, like in X amount of time? So I'm sure they should be kind of putting the feelers out. Yeah. So, yeah. Good point for Villa, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Still. Yeah. And, like, Jack Grealish, um, he really stood out in that game. Yeah. He's looking like... He's looking like a player who currently is impacting games where he was... <coughs> he didn't have that consistency a couple of years ago. But I think yeah. now he's... You know, he is looking mm. like a player. He's Yeah, he's probably getting closer to England call-up as well. So we move on to Wolves against Sheffield United. Um, one all. Two teams who were battling uh, for European places uh, in the league. And uh, they're looking good um, mm. for it as well. Um, they just cancelled each other out, really. Love a draw, yeah. I mean, we were just saying as well, like, there's a big, huge clutch of teams there from 16th to 5th. And there's five points in it, so... There's a there's opportunity for all of those teams really to uh to potentially get in those in those European spots. Yeah. It's up it's up for grabs with, with how bad Arsenal have been and how bad United have been. Whether Tottenham can now, you know, go up a few gears that Mourinho's turned up then um I suppose so, and I suppose it puts them in, in, in good stead. So we finish on our uh, next opponents in the league. Um, Leicester against Everton. Um, Leicester winning 2-1. Um, I thought they were going to do us a favour there for a minute, did you? Well, you know, obviously if Everton managed to get that point, then that would have given us, what would that have given us, a 10-point lead? A 10-point lead on Leicester? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sound like bitter, but I'd I'd rather see Evan get beat, to be honest. Because <laughs> don't get me wrong, there's times where say if you know Leicester were only a point behind us, then yeah, I'd be going. Come on, Evan, do us a favour mm. here. But with that gap we've already got over Leicester, you know, I, I'm happy to see Evan get beat, and you know they thought they thought they had it. They had they thought they got like. A, a really good point there um, at Leicester but uh, yeah VAR coming to the uh, to mm. the stage again and do you think it was the right do you decision? think it was harsh with the do you think it put them off in any way the flag oh like the back <coughs> yeah, there was an argument defense, to say that because they seen the flag the yeah they backed off Um well, isn't that bad on the linesman, like, though? Because aren't they meant to let the game go? In that situation... 
Yeah, I think they've been instructed. I think it's tri- slightly different in Champions League, but I think they've been instructed that if they're not like 100% sure and if it's close, then yeah, to let it play out a little bit. They only put the flag up, I think, as if it's you know the, it's clear to them that it is offside. Yeah. So I would be a little bit aggrieved if I think I was an Everton fan, but I think if you look at... If you watch the players when the flat, I don't think they really. I think they do play on. Like the defenders are trying to get a block on, are focused on the ball, and then the goalkeeper does make you know he makes a dive for it. I don't think none of them really stop, so I don't think it had any huge bearing well, what, on it. What I seen in the game, like Evan, they got what they deserved. Really, they got that like um, early goal from uh, the runner play with Richardson, uh, the header. And then, you know, they just sat back. They just tried. They they tried to just like nullify the game and try and get out of there with a point. Well, you know, try and just like um, get out of there with some kind of points or three points. And um, yeah, Leicester again just showing how good they are. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they're in a position now battling with City for second. And you know, I I I still think they'll drop, but you know, potential of giving us um, a challenge mm-hmm. at the top. But um, right on Leicester, a player who stood out for me really, you know, apart from you know the usual likes of Vardy and Madison, and um, one or two others, Indeedy from midfield, mm. he looked brilliant in that game. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone who can carry the ball from deep, break up play, break yeah. up play as well. Yeah, really, really caught my eye. Mm. Um, so yeah, going so on to you, where, going you on to Everton then. I was I was going to put that one to you. Are you? Let's face it, they're going to get their game up, aren't they, for the derby? Here's the same question every week and the same answer again. Yeah. Are they going to give us a challenge, Come on, I think that... Are we going to be the ones who get silver to sack? I can't think of, in my lifetime, of a bigger gap between... In terms of, like, the form and everything going into it, between the two sides. Yeah. I think it's been some... Wild since it's I been like this. Do you know what? I know we've had these one or two one results, and we were saying we haven't really like thumped anyone. Wouldn't it be great to like <sighs> give them a proper rinsing? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I think yeah. it could but, happen. Uh, I do yeah. think it could happen. There's a chance uh, that their confidence is so low, isn't it? They'll get off for it. Yeah, know it's a big game, but if we can. If we can break them down quite early, I do actually think, because he's on the brink as well, and I think if we manage to get one or two in front in the first half or something, I do think they might capitulate. Well, their next three games are... an opportunity are for us to rack up a few goals. In the league are us, Chelsea, then United. So, you know, if you're silver, you're looking at those three games coming up against us... They're gonna put every man behind the ball, aren't they? And then you know he's looking ahead, thinking, "All right, Chelsea, we might get something there because we're at home." And then you know United, let's face it, anybody can give them a game and get a result. So I think coming into our game, you know what you're gonna get. You are gonna get eleven men behind the ball, and they're just gonna try and frustrate and just try and get us on the counter. That's all I can see Everton yeah. doing on. Um, on Wednesday night. Well, I don't think anything's gonna top the the game from last season. Oh, with, with yeah. The, well, the... that's the thing. I don't, I can't see it coming down to that. You know, like a last minute goal. Mm. I think I'm in agreement with you. It maybe not so much a tonking, but I do think one or two now. Are you looking two at the? One, are you looking one. at the recording here because it cuts out in on, in an hour? It does, doesn't it? Timekeeper. Right. Yeah, Less we're running out of time keepers. here. So if we knocking cut on, off, on then just bear with us. But yeah, um, we got to do a score prediction then. 2-1. You're saying 2-1? I no, no, I'll no, say... I, uh, I, I, uh, 2-0. I'm going with 2-0. I'm going big here. Clean sheet. I'm out. going clean sheet. Who needs I'm, I'm going, we're going to get some goals on the board as well. I'm going to go 4-0. Okay. Uh, are we finishing with our fantasy football? Yep. Before it cuts out? Yep. Because we're... Right, we're back. Um, right, where were we? Fantasy football. Let's get on to that then. Um, 
I'll kick it off with my 55 points for game week 14. Um, you know, I've got Allison in goal, so yeah, because of that nightmare, uh, he got me minus one. But then I've got some big hitters in Arnold with his two assists. Um, De Bruyne getting that goal, he got me 10. Uh, yeah, Arnold getting me 10. And then Aubameyang getting the two goals, he got me 13. And then Captain Jamie Vardy got me 12. So with a couple of points here and there, um, yeah, resulted in 55 points. Gets me joint top mm -hmm. in the league that we're in. Um, you were not bang average this week? No, no. I've moved on. So it hasn't been many times, if at all, that I've been able to say that I've beat you this week, Stu, but I, I did beat you by six six points. No, not six points. How many did you get? Two points, mate. Two points. <laughs> Take all I can get. So, yeah. I mean, Trent, I'd... Wow, I'm desperate, desperate for this clean sheet, aren't we, Trent? from Liverpool at some stage but Trent getting two assists I did have Timo Mings as well <clears throat> who scored uh, made a bad choice with the captaincy I went for Mane uh, who wasn't able to get on the score sheet or assist Sterling uh, with a goal he scored a goal didn't he yeah uh, Bamiang, uh similar to you Stu with a couple uh, and then I did Bring in Jamie Vardy, who I've been saying the last few weeks, you know, I need to get on the, the bandwagon there. So I brought him in and he did, you know, I did get a goal. It did cost me four points to get him in. I needed to, to make a couple of changes in order for him to for him to afford him. Uh, so I did take a hit of four points there. Um, so to be fair, if you subtract the four points, you probably beat me. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, it keeps yeah. you in the top ten anyway. Yeah. You know, it keeps you just hanging in there. So, um, yeah, they're the fantasy football scores. Um, right, we're back then on Wednesday night. We're going to do a special, like, review post-match analysis of the Everton game. Try and fit it in about mm. 30 minutes, something like that. Um, and we're roping in one of our friends, um, see how he gets on. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday, 4th of December, after the Everton game at Anfield. Bye from me. Cheers.